Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 159. Today is a really fun version of Ask Jenna Anything, and it's a major twist. I have invited Drew Kutcher, yep, the only guy that has ever been on the Gold Digger podcast, to come back on the show and to help me dig into your questions revolving around everything from marriage to our relationship to the way we run our businesses. And we got all your questions from the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Group on Facebook and the Gold Digger Instagram. And if you guys aren't hanging out there, you're totally missing out. But we are getting into the nitty gritty details and answering your biggest questions from what our relationship is, how we balance work and play, what our dogs are like, how we whiten our teeth. I mean, legitimately, you guys asked and we are answering. And I'm just so thankful to have Drew on the show today. Trust me, guys. He's not a giant fan of showing up on these bad boys. So if you want to go give him a little encouragement and just say thank you for your bravery, because let's be honest, it takes a lot of bravery to be married to me. Head on over to Kicking It With Kutch and just say hey, because I know he loves connecting with you guys and hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive on into today's show where you get to keep up with the Kutchers. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Guys, I am so excited about today's sponsor, Slack. Slack is a brilliant communication channel. We talked about it on the show before, and it is for all things business related. Sort of like an organized instant message designed specifically for work topics and quick exchanges of information within your team. Slack is the communication channel of Team Jenna Kutcher. We use it every single day, and I don't know how we ever lived without it. To learn why Slack is irreplaceable in my business, head to slack.com. That's right. Find all the magic at slack.com. 
Super thankful for our next sponsor, Weebly. Thank you to Weebly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Weebly is more than just a beautiful website builder. It's a powerful e-commerce platform with tools that turn shoppers into buyers and help grow a brand. Go to weebly.com slash gold digger to get 15% off your first purchase and start building a successful online business. All right, guys, we are recording an episode and the whole Kutcher clan is here. So we have no idea how this is going to go. No, it's just jumping right into it. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> we didn't even really field your questions. And so this is going to be really funny. And I don't think we're going to do much editing on this show. So, okay, we're going to jump on in. We asked you for the questions you wanted us to interview each other. And I'm going to kick this off with Jessica Naomi Seal says, I want to hear Drew's account of the time that y'all said you should kiss just once just to see what it would be like. All right. So you know how good of a salesman Jenna is. She <laughs> uh, she started that at a young age and just kind of said, you know, we've known each other for years. Let's uh, see how this works out. And, you know, we got to kiss each other before we leave. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she just... No, we, you're not dating anybody. I'm not dating anybody. We got to make it work. Let's let's see how it goes. And the rest is history. Six years of marriage later. And I think she won the prize with that sale. Okay. You said I was like doing this from a young age. I wasn't bartering for kisses at no, a young no, age. Yeah. <laughs> Selling other things. <laughs> Lemonade is what he was referring <laughs> to. For the record, we were such good friends that everyone thought we were dating anyways. And so the bet was kind of like... I don't know. I mean, like, what would happen? And also, for the record, I'm an excellent kisser, right? You're pretty good. Oh, good enough to marry me. <laughs> You're amazing, me. babe. You're amazing. Okay, so I have to ask you. I want to hear your answer to this. Joelle Bradfield said, Drew, was it ever hard to support Jenna in her full-time business ownership pursuit while you were working your corporate nine-to-five? And if so, how did you find ways to work through it together? It was definitely stressful for me to to get up and go to work and come home to a messy house. I thought it was so weird ah. to me that I'm like, what are you doing all day? But to look at the numbers and to see what she was doing after the fact was like, all right, she is a messy person, but she knows what she's doing and she's amazing at her business. And I just need to kick it to the grindstone and do what I need to do at work. And it wasn't hard per se. It was just different being gone and not seeing her in her in her full form and now working from home seeing her work, it's like, all right, it's all worth it. It was all worth it in the end. So yeah, I think that Drew didn't understand that when you work from home, you actually have to work from home. And so like, he's super OCD, super clean. And he'd come home and he'd be like, why are there dishes in this thing? And I'm like, because I'm working. <laughs> like, So now it's been so funny having him work from home too, because like, we'll look at each other. and It's like 3pm. We're like, where did today go? Like these days are going by so fast. So I mean, now that you're home, what's it like? And respecting the fact that like you're doing what we love now. So it's the days fly because you're not, you know, doing something you hate to do. So it makes it a lot easier just showing up every day for your clients and your customers and everything else you're working for. It's It makes it that much easier, which makes the days go by quicker. Yeah, so, our days go by way too fast. Yeah, the other day we're like, wait a minute, it's four o'clock? <laughs> like we just had lunch like five minutes ago. Oh, it goes by so fast. Okay. Okay. Kelsey Hansen has a question for Jenna here, and she says, all right, this one's personal. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of me and vice versa? Oh, I don't get embarrassed. Okay, I, one confession I have to make on the show is that I can pee anywhere. Like, 
Yeah. Pop a squat behind the car going to the football game. No worries. (laughs) I like, I don't know. I think growing up in the country, we always just like, if you had to pee, you'd like figure it out. So I don't think that's really embarrassing, but Drew is like so used to me, like being able to pee anywhere. They'll be like, Hey babe, block me real quick. Give me a little block. So I don't think that's as embarrassing I don't know. You have to go back pretty far for that one because we're we're so used to each other. Yeah. We're so open to our policy. <laughs> maybe, I don't... maybe the time in Eau Claire where you had to sneak out to fart oh, for the first time. Yes, that's a good one. Okay, <laughs> so we were like, we were starting to date. I really liked him. We had been best friends forever, but I never farted in front of him. And when you're at a hotel, there is like nowhere to hide. Like if you got to fart, like you got to hold it in. I had the worst stomach ache. And like you can't go and toot in the bathroom because they'll hear you. Like so I was like, okay, I could, I could run the shower and like toot, but then it might smell. That'd be so embarrassing. So I like bolted out of the room and I was like, I'm going to go get a Starbucks real quick. Okay, I'll see you in a bit. And oh my gosh, I farted for like 10 seconds straight in the car. It felt so good. <laughs> I think one of my most embarrassing things you all know i'm ocd and a little crazy was not too long ago actually we had gotten home from a road trip or something (laughs) and i'm like all right we need to vacuum this thing out when we get home jenna's like yeah whatever do it in the morning not a big deal and we get home i fire on my headlight i get the vacuum your headlamp headlamp get my shop vac vacuum out and it's like 9 30 10 o'clock at night jenna's ready to go to bed and i'm like out in the garage vacuuming every nook and crevice out of that thing she comes out and like, what are you doing? Let's go to bed. I'm like, no, man, we got to get this thing cleaned up. So that's, I, yeah. I know I'm OCD, but that was, that was, I'll admit it. You had a headlamp in the garage vacuuming. You can't Kinda miss those crazy. crumbs, man. All right. Here's another one for you to ask me. All right. Next question is from Leah Strickman. And she says, this is awesome. You guys are both so sweet. I actually have a question that I'll frame a little differently for each of you. For Drew, has it been a challenge to learn from Jenna professionally as you grow your own business? And for Jenna, how was working with Drew different from working with your usual audience? I ask because it sounds like you've definitely given a helping hand with social media, email lists, and some other businesses. I'd love to know how that's worked out for both of you. So has it been a challenge to learn from me? Definitely a challenge because you're, <laughs> you're a hard coach. You're strict. You know what I need to get done. And to see me struggle, you're just like, just do it. It's not that hard. Just freaking do it. And for me, it's kind of, it's definitely enlightening and awesome to hear from her, but it's also hard. It's hard news, man. Getting the truth. I mean, I love it though. I love it at the end of the day. It makes me learn, makes me grow and makes me figure out what the heck I want to do. Cause I don't even know what I want to do sometimes, you know, you save me. Babe, you got to make sure you're like facing the microphone and not making out with our dogs because just... <laughs> Tucker is like trying to like get in our laps. Come here, buddy. Hold on. He's clawing my face Come off. Here. He's such a... Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Okay. So for the record, I think that... So Drew's been full-time for a year now and it definitely has been hard and like harder than what online makes it look like but i think what's so hard is like and we're gonna laugh when i say this word when i had to start i was scrappy like i it's <laughs> her favorite uh, word lately scrappy no. i had to work so hard because we didn't have money we didn't have resources we didn't know how to do anything and so like i was the person that had to like research everything and like figure it all out on my own and and i worked so hard and and i think that 
when Drew came on, it's like he assumed that I always knew all of this. And like it was hard for him to go backwards six years ago and try to remember like I had no idea what I was doing. And so when he started his business, there's like this mama bear aspect of me where it's like, don't make all the mistakes I made because I wasted so much time and so much energy and so much money that I want you to just like dive in and like have the fast track. But then at the same point, like I've forgotten what it's like to not know. And so it's just this balance that I don't think we've figured out yet. But like Drew needs tough love sometimes because he'll just like get in his head and be like, I don't want to post. I have nothing to post. I have no pictures. I have nothing to say. Nobody's buying from me. And then I'm like, well, then figure it out. Like get scrappy, hit the ground, like start putting yourself out there. So it's funny because we'll like fight about it for maybe like 20 minutes and then I'll make Drew so mad that he'll go do something. And he's like, oh, that was actually way easier than I thought. You're, you're pretty it was. good at it. You're pretty sneaky at it. It always gets the job done. Oh, but uh, I need I mean, you in my life to just push me forward. Uh, you know? I mean, I'll get him mad at me just so that he gets crap done because that's legit for oh, sure. Tough love. Tough love, baby. Okay. Janita Court wants to know who hogs the bed. I Wait. Let's answer on the count of three. One, two, three. The dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. They own our bed. They own our room. They're like they're the best. Uh, we love them. Don't they're we? ten pounds and under, and like legitimately, <laughs> Drew <laughs> woke up today and he's like, "I was wondering why you were on my side of the bed." And here's Chloe just leaning back, her own out. pillows, yeah, her own little throne over there. Oh, so yeah, it is. <laughs> 100 percent the dogs okay so melissa alexander says i know there's a level of adjustment that comes with working together under the same roof and while it's been great being with your person so much everyone needs some personal time in space what are activities that you and drew like to do separately do you want to go first yeah honestly we actually like to hang out with each other so it's weird (laughs) but we don't really get sick of each other but if we are doing our own personal things, I'm a big fan of golf. I like to get into golf a lot in the summer. And I know living in the Midwest, it isn't as possible to get out as much as I'd like. But golfing, I also like, you know, hang out at the gym a lot and get an extra workout <laughs> in at the gym, which is obvious. A mouth workout because he talks so much. <laughs> yeah, golf, working out. I mean, buddies and I go to the movies. I'm just trying to think, watch football, watch basketball. I'm a big sports guy, so... Drew does a lot of stuff when I'm gone. Like when I'm out of town, then he'll hang out with his dudes a lot more, which is cool. Yeah. Play darts, all all the things. I like to do yoga. I have awesome friends, which is so sad that we had to leave friends behind. So we're in the market for new friends because we're in Minnesota now and it's kind of hard to make new friends. So just putting that out there. But I like to do yoga. I like to do things with my hands. I like to paint. I want to get into pottery. My mom and sister have been doing pottery, and I totally want to do that. But I have actually become way more introverted over the last few years. So, like, I'm so happy when we're just, like, at home watching terrible television and being together. And, I mean, coming off of being together for five weeks straight, like, it's a miracle that we still love each other. And, like, I don't know. I had a blast. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, we like each other. It is funny because we do genuinely like to hang out together, which is kind of weird. I have people ask me a lot, too. Like, do you guys, are you guys ever apart? Do you ever do anything (laughs) else? And honestly, I'm like, once in a while. But Uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like the simple life at home. Just watch watching hunger games in the bachelor wait let's preface this by (laughs) the 
this morning, Drew wakes up and his buddies had like Snapchatted him pictures of the bar and like we were going to go meet up with him tonight. And he's like, honestly, I kind of just want to watch the Hunger Games and stay at home I don't want to have a hangover you. tomorrow. I don't like hangover. Oh, well, we get hungover after two drinks. So there's exactly. there's that. Okay. So I have a question for you, Drew. And Lindsay McCoy sent this in. So, Drew... And then I have to answer it too. How do you feel about the wife being the breadwinner? I hate that term, Lindsay says. I'm starting to make more money than my guy. Thankfully, I have a dude who thinks it's great and Drew seems similar, but I've observed this being a big struggle in many relationships with our society so skewed to the man working, the woman home thing, even in 2018. Oh, for sure. I think you're a team at the end of the day. And if one of you was making more money than the other, who really cares if it's the man or the woman? I honestly, Jenna's the smarter one. She knows what she's doing. Go ahead and make all them like you know what i mean I, i'm not gonna hold her back just because she's a lady i'm not gonna say no i need to make more money than you do what you got to do and i'm here to support you and do whatever we need to do behind the scenes because at the end of the day it's all going into the same bank account mm-hmm. baby you're bring lucky. it home <laughs> i think one thing that i value about drew and like both of our upbringings is our moms were both the breadwinners in a sense they both had their masters they were both teachers our dads both worked really hard jobs and yeah and were just like awesome hard workers and and never went to college and so that juxtaposition was like something that was normal and i mean for our entire relationship i've always been the breadwinner mm-hmm. i think i mean I don't know. It just really doesn't matter. I think one of the I think one of the biggest struggles with that is like Drew does so much to help my life. And so the arguments happen because it's like I I love making money like I I enjoy it. And Drew loves like making sure we're taken care of. The house is clean. There's dinner on the table. Bills. Yeah. Like he does so many things that like allow me to be the breadwinner. So I think that the only thing that can be hard at times is it's like he's not just like walking home with a check like normal. But I couldn't do what I do without him doing what he does. And remember when we told grandma and grandpa that you wanted to be a stay at home dad? He was so shocked. He's like, wait a minute. You're not (laughs) doing anything? Like, what are you? You're going to go to work. You're going to go find a a job, aren't you? Like, it was our, I mean, it's like, yes, it was so old fashioned. My grandparents were like so confused and and super supportive, but like very much like, wait, like how, how is this going to be? And that was the first time we found out we were pregnant. We had told them that that was our plan. And, so obviously plans have changed, but it's still really funny. Okay. I have to ask you from Victoria Rayburn, how do you care for your marriage while Jenna is building her business? Care for the marriage. I mean, just like cultivating each, I mean, just yeah. show you that I love you and try to, I'm not very romantic. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I do. What about, what are my words of affirmation? I am a, I like to take your car for a clean and get an oil <laughs> Notice change. Notice how this is all based on things that he loves. <laughs> I take, yeah. Going back to the last question though, I just making sure everything behind the scenes is working for her. And I hopefully that shows support <laughs> to her. I need to work on me? my, it's so hard. This is one thing when we're always together, it's really hard to be romantic and surprise her with things when she literally knows exactly what I'm doing 24 <laughs> seven. It's really hard to surprise her. You sound her. like I have you on like prison uh, house no, arrest. No, it's, yeah, you never know. <laughs> no, not at all. It's all good. It's just, this makes me want to work on my romantic game. I'm going to go buy some flowers, I think. Ooh, Victoria. Thank nice you for work, that. Victoria. <laughs> I think, one like here are a couple small examples of how we care for our marriage 
We try to have a shutdown time. Sometimes we're better than others. You're so better at talking than I am. Yeah. Right now? Things. You're so better at explaining things. Like right things. now or yeah. just in general? Yeah. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Like, okay, so when we go to bed every night, we'll read a devotional together and we say three things we're thankful for and one thing we learned. And we go on walks with our dogs. Oh, they're about to play. Uh-oh, you might hear some action. We go on walks with our dogs like three times a day. No phones allowed unless we're listening to podcasts. So we take them on a long one. How else do we care for our marriage? I mean, just make we sure eat we eat dinner together every night. Drew makes me breakfast in the morning. Church on Sundays. Church on just Sundays. trying to keep things kind of consistent and yeah. just around each other all the time and supportive as much as we can be. And one simple thing, like a, a easy thing, is to just like acknowledge each other. So like if Drew brings out the garbage, I'll be like, hey, babe, thanks for bringing out the garbage today. Even though it's so stupid, just like saying, I saw you do this and thank you for doing it. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's really the little <laughs> oh, things. Oh, babe. <laughs> Denise Viscardi Ferreria says... What is the one most important thing you'd each share to new entrepreneurs that you wish you knew when you first launched your own brand? Mm-hmm. Have a Jenna Kutcher in your <laughs> in your uh, back pocket. What do you? What would you do differently? Work on my email list right away and not wait until nine months into my business. Well, no, we started it ahead of time, I and know, I, I did everything. I didn't and then, do anything for it exactly. Yeah. I like email list was huge just yeah. to kind of touch more people in a more personal way. Instagram, of course, getting that planned out. I think just being consistent on your plans and writing down goals, I think is important. Something mm-hmm. that I need to work on myself, which is why I'm saying it. But <laughs> I think not having a nine to five or a boss tell you what to do, it's super hard to kind of stay within the lines on what you want to get done. So managing your time is also very important. I'm very scatterbrained when it comes to just day-to-day operations. So having a written out plan, even if it's like three things for the day, just get those three things done. Then you at least feel some bit of accomplishment. The big three. The big three. Who says that? Is Brandon? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people probably say that. <laughs> yep. but I mean, I think, okay, when I first started my own brand, I was not the face of it and I wasn't comfortable because I had like that whole imposter syndrome and you've struggled with imposter syndrome for yeah, sure. Yep. And so... I think if I would have or what I would share with new entrepreneurs is like you are the only thing unique about you, especially nowadays with the Internet and Instagram and all these things. Everyone looks the exact same and everyone. Oh, my God, our dogs are like going nuts. And so I would just say, like, show who you are because people connect to humans and you want to make sure you have a human brand. I've already told you briefly about the magic of Slack, but that was just skimming the surface of this incredible program. On Team Jenna Kutcher, we use it to share projects, ideas, answer quick questions without waiting on someone to reply to an email. It's a total game changer in small business. It saves you time, improves productivity. It's super easy and convenient. It works everywhere you go. You can even get a mobile app. And simply put, it's efficient, organized, and it ensures that every member of my team is always in the loop. I can't imagine coordinating everything without it. And I'm so thankful to Slack for sponsoring today's episode. Head to slack.com if you are ready to take your business to the next level. That is slack.com. Slack, it's where work happens.
All right, gold diggers, if you're tuning in to today's show, it's no secret that you have some big goals and ambitions and dreams. And if you've got a product or an idea that you desire to share with the world, check out Weebly. You can have a beautiful, powerful online store up and running in a matter of hours. Visit Weebly.com slash gold digger and get 15% off your first purchase. That's Weebly.com slash gold digger. Don't just build a beautiful website, build a successful online business with today's sponsor, Weebly. Okay. Catherine Frazier says, so excited for this. I'd love to know how owning a condo in Hawaii and renting out via Airbnb is going. So you want to answer that first? Yeah. So it's it's been amazing. Having the location that we're in with ours, of course, helps a lot. And also Jenna's following with just having people want to come and see it and things like that. It's helped also making the space more, like she was just saying about her business, making the space personal and approachable for people. It's not just another you know, hotel room looking place. They come and there's well-curated designs around the place and just a simple design. But working with people that are visiting from across the world has been fun and very, very enlightening for us. And I don't know, it's it's definitely a learning curve. Each day there's something new and it's fun to work with the property managers on the island to see what's going bad and what's going good and how to fix it. So it's it's been fun, but we've learned a lot. Yeah, so Catherine's next question was, any big lessons you've learned? I think... First things first, we were so smart because I've learned this over the years is like make templates. So like we made emails for like how to check in, how to check out, who to call if you need something. Our dogs are legitimately going nuts right now. And I think that just really having good communication, being quick with communication, that's been super helpful. And then she says, anything that surprised you about running a vacation rental that you wish you knew about beforehand? I think... Nothing really surprises. We've had such respectful guests. And so it's been so fun. Like we've been back three times since we purchased and everything looks the same. Our cleaners are awesome. And so it's been really fun. I think I had to think about design in a new way because it wasn't just us. It was like, okay, we need a pullout couch and we need to make sure that these linens are like nice and can handle being washed a million times and stuff like that. So We actually made a freebie. If you just Google Jenna Kutcher and five ways to run a successful Airbnb, we made a freebie of tips and things that we wish we had known. Wait, you made that already? Yeah. You had just talked about doing that the other day. Oh, no, no, no. You banged it out? No, that was a while ago. Oh, okay. I was saying we should make more resources because people are so curious about it. And I think for us, like a lot of people ask us, like, how did you know you should do it? Oh, my gosh. These dogs are like WrestleMania how did you know you should do it? And for us, it was like, we want to come back many times a year. We want to create a space that we can share. And I mean, it's an investment property that we can also enjoy, which at the end of the day is the best way to look at it. We're making money on it when we're gone and we get to enjoy it when we want to go to enjoy it. So yeah, that's helped. And also I think it's a lot of work up front as far as what we did with ours. I don't know. Every situation is probably different, but doing the legwork up front, is stressful and painful, but at the end of the day, your the long-term outcome is going to be great. So hiring the right people to take care of it, doing the right work inside at first is awesome and hard to do, but it definitely pays off at the end. Okay. Carrie says, where did you get your dogs and what are their personalities they're, like? They're two rescue dogs from here in Wisconsin. We got them from a rescue team. One, one is Kentucky, one is Tennessee. <laughs> we always mix them up. But um, both two little white scrappers. Chloe is the uh, dominant one. She's the matriarch of the family. She actually humps Tucker once in a while. So she uh, she wow, shows you're really her dominance. Going unscripted here. Yeah, this is 
they're our dogs, man. They're our family. And Tucker's a little skittish one who shows his uh his snarl once in his a while. His inner mean when he boy. Needs to. <laughs> but they're sweeties. We Tucker was our first foster dog and a foster fail. And he, we think he was really badly abused because he's blind in one eye and he is terrified of men and he's curled up in my lap right now. And he is like the sweetest dog, but he can also be like the nastiest dog. So we have learned how to love our little buddy and he wears diapers. So we are like Talk parents. About me and- going all out. You're the one. <laughs> People know he wears diapers. He has to wear diapers because he has incontinence at night. And so... Poor guy can't hold his pee in. No. So Drew and I take turns putting on his diaper. So we're going to be excellent parents when the time comes for show. They're training us well. That's for sure. Okay. Here's a question you're supposed to ask me. Drew to Jenna. Amy Kretzer says, tell us more about your missional hearts and what sets your souls on fire. If you had all the money in the world, what would you do to fund, support, and or get behind. Mm, I mean, we are giant fans of healing waters. I think that's been the mission that we've poured into a lot in the last few years, especially since I went on one trip and then was able to go on multiple trips and then bring Drew and my sister with so that he could see. And I think one of the hardest things about mission work was like, I came home from seeing all of this devastation and hardship and wanting to like invest every single dollar I've ever made into it. And I mean, it's just hard to understand it until you've been there. So Mm -hmm. like, what was it like when you finally went there? Yeah, to go to the DR and see it firsthand was just like, it's shocking to see how they're living like this. And it's just you don't understand it until you go there and being all nice here in our warm water and our showers and working plumbing and everything. It's like, man, we got it so nice. And you go there and they can't even brush their teeth because they don't have clean water. So it's sad and we love to help support it, but to you don't really understand it until you actually see them. Yeah. And I mean, it was funny because when we were there, we were picking out our next funding project and we were sitting in a church listening to the pastor just tell us about their community and Drew is like a few pews back and I like turned back to him and he was like, let's write a check. And so it was just cool to like watch him get excited about it as well. We also help support children in Guatemala through our church, which we love. We've had the same girl, Anna Lucia, for the last three years and they were going to stop funding her because she finished high school, but we wanted to help her go to college. So that that has been fun. And we follow each other on Instagram. Her dad had passed away. So it's just her, her brother and her mom. And then we also find Gloria Louise, and she is a pastor's <laughs> wife learning how to speak English so that she can teach others. And so it's just been fun to do that. We also just love to support just different families in need or things that pop up, different fundraisers or GoFundMes. And a lot of times it's hard to connect the mission side to the business. We're doing it. We don't like to get the praise. I've gotten some really mean criticism in the past about like the white savior complex and all of this. And it's really like, I don't know. I mean, that stuff hurt me a lot, but it really like makes me guarded in how we share what we do, but it is such a huge part of it. And so I don't have the answers on like finding the balance with that, but I love that. And then babe, Amy also wants to know like, what's one thing like a dream in our heart that maybe we haven't shared. Do you have anything that you can think of? Mm-hmm, a think. baby <laughs> yeah 100 percent a baby so that's kind of forefront right now I'm trying to think otherwise we just kind of like go with the flow and i mean we want to be in hawaii like three months out of the year moving forward 
and have a baby. And travel to Europe. Yeah, and now Drew wants to go to Europe. After I've been to Europe all these times, he wasn't interested. Now, all of a sudden, he really wants to go to Europe. He used to say, it's too old. It's too old world. I want to go somewhere modern. And now, like, working in the wine business, I'm like, I need to go to Italy. I really want to go to Italy. <laughs> all right. So, next question. Oh, this is a good one. What do you got? Morgan McCallo says, is Drew ever uncomfortable when you share your personal life with your followers? Do you decide with him what's going to be shared beforehand? She used to kind of, you used to kind of ask me, but I mean, I'm 100% behind whatever you do. It always ends up okay, if not amazing. <laughs> but you, you'd at least ask me what to do and then you, you send it and then I see that like pouring out of comments from people back and the positive, like, positive outcome that it happens so it's like everything is just meant to be and you always do a really good job doing it approachable you're not just like blabbing out something random it all makes sense it all it's all cohesive and people like really you know they cling to it and it's approachable for them and it's relatable mm-hmm. so i 100 percent support everything you do sometimes i'm a little like what the heck but at the end of the day it's all good <laughs> i think though in my defense, when I share things about us, it's always like my side of the story. Like I'm never putting words into his mouth yeah. or like I'm never saying like what he's feeling or what he should feel. And I think like him and my family have just learned to trust my instincts on it because like the posts that were always like, I don't know, those ones like blow up because they really resonate with people. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just real life. Like we do not have it all together. We are not perfect. We are not couple goals or relationship goals or whatever. I mean, we are because we love each other, but like we argue and we fight and like, oh my gosh, we were arguing about doing this episode yesterday. And I was like, dude, come on. I want to do this. Like it's, it's just, usually about Instagram posts. Yeah. And Instagram po- about him. <laughs> wait, what do you Instagram, mean? Just like what, what I want to post and what I want to say. And I get so upset and you're like, relax. It's yeah. going to be okay. Just nobody cares. Who cares? Drew overthinks his Instagram 20 times more than I ever do. Yeah. It's so stupid. I like type it up and post and like whatever it's done. And like, Drew is like analysis paralysis where he'll like type it, delete it, type it, delete it, type it. Let me read it, edit it, type it, delete it. And I'm like, dude, I think that's been your biggest lesson in your first year of business. Yeah. Not only Instagram, but in everything else, my emails, my comments to my clients, they always take forever because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. At the end of the day, it's like, nobody cares. Just be honest. Yeah. Like nobody, I think like, understanding I try to teach this to my team too is like understanding that like no one's refreshing your feed no one's like judging you from what you're posting like when's the last time that you actually like looked at somebody's post and you were like oh my gosh I cannot believe they posted that like Mm -hmm. you don't do that anything you just scroll up to the next picture like it never happened anyways (laughs) okay so Christy Monty says, I'm moving in with my boyfriend of over two years on June 1st. I'm so excited, but also scared to live with a boy. He is super clean like Drew and a great cook. And I know we will get along great and balance each other out. But what are some things you guys learned about each other or your relationship after you moved in together? Any words of advice? So we didn't live together until after we were married. That was when we bought our first place. And so, I mean, we definitely knew each other's living styles. What did you learn? I don't know. I think we both just work on and need to work on being more, I guess, 50-50. You know, you win some, you lose some. You kind of got to give and take a little bit. 
a lot of bit. I've turned into a far cleaner person in my time have I, with Have you. I relaxed a little bit? No. Well, come on, a you've, little bit? You've only gotten worse. <laughs> no, but I've become a lot cleaner, but Drew also knows to like not touch my messes because my messes, I know where everything is. Do your work and know your boundaries, I think is important. Yeah, and have like <laughs> a space that you can just close the door and ignore. Do you have those around here? Yeah, you can, I can't Wait, tell what? you where they are. Oh, man. <laughs> Otherwise, like, okay, here's a funny confession about us. We have never, oh, our dogs are going at it. We have never not gone to bed together. I think it is so weird. I don't think other people are like that one time in Hawaii. When? You came in afterwards, but. Oh, that's because you were mad at me. I already (laughs) told that story on the podcast. It's fine. No, but like we, every single night we like sign off we like brush our teeth we go to bed together and even if one person's not tired we just read until we fall asleep so you, i you i like that I'm routine so like i'm routine and ritual and this and that but you i think you also love it too you like yeah i do little... well i like going to bed with you i like like being i like those moments before you fall asleep like i like like being awake in bed together and we like settle in with the dogs we hold hands. We like say what we're thankful for. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You're probably going to start crying now if you keep talking. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want to sleep next to you anymore. You're just so emotional and I love it. I love it about you. I'm not room. that emotional. Okay. What do you mean? You're so emotional. <laughs> what are you talking about? You cry when you see an old guy walking across the street okay, and start to tear up. Okay, <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. I cry for every tv show this what is do, us You've what do i do cried you do that like weird squawk thing <laughs> he'll he'll look over at me and i'm crying and he knows i'm crying and then we go oh <laughs> <laughs> every time every time oh my gosh this is so fun we're almost getting to the end have you thought about moving to hawaii full-time i would 100 percent do it if we didn't have such a nice family back home and I definitely miss the seasons. I miss mm-hmm. the Midwest. Even though the winter sucks, I do also enjoy it when it's cold out. But other than that, I mean, Hawaii is amazing, which is why being able to go there a couple times a year and experience it and then escape back to the cold and to our friends is like, it's it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about it, but it's never really gotten very far. I love what about that. you, babe? Would you want to move to Hawaii full time? Oh, no. Well, okay. Here's the deal. Hawaii is like our here's rest. The deal. Here's the deal. Hawaii is our rest time. And so we were just talking about this. It's like we live a double life because like the minute I get home here, I'm like, I am ready to work. I'm excited to work. We have this routine. We like know what's going to happen for the day. And when I'm in Hawaii, it's like I'm like way more unplugged. I'm way more like relaxed. I'm way more rested. And so we have a routine there. So it's almost like we're like living these double lives. And I just think if we moved to Hawaii, we'd have to work and it would suck to work like 10 hours a day and like not go to the beaches. Like our vacations are like legitimate, like wake up, work out, go to the beach, go to dinner, go to bed. Like it's amazing. It just wouldn't be real life. Okay. Amanda Stats Peters says, has Drew gone gluten-free as well? Definitely not. <laughs> but I, You're very supportive, though. I'm supportive. I mean, in our meals, if it's a HelloFresh meal or something and there's panko crumbs or bread or whatever, we'll definitely do an alternative and I'll just eat the alternative with her. I don't mind being gluten-free, but it doesn't bug me. So I'm just going to keep on eating that bread, you know? Yeah. Not rub it in your face, but... You do a good job. You're like 50-50, yeah. I'd say. I'm 100. I Ever since we found out, I like 
I can't I'm like too scared to have like a piece of bread or like real pasta mm-hmm. or something but Drew has like been a champ about like cooking gluten free for me and then he'll definitely eat it like I have to get Subway salads now it's so weird you love them you love I know them, I actually though. do like them you guys here's a quick tip this is so gross yep the combo okay so I love Subway so much I mean, I, we didn't really eat it that much before, but now that I can't have the bread, I'm like, gosh darn it. So you get a Subway salad and you put mayo and mustard on it because that's the best part about Subway subs anyways. And it's so good. So back to the diet question. I've always thought about personally myself, gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, trying to do vegetarian, trying keto and all that stuff. But I honestly, myself, the way I eat, pretty flexible eating and I have energy, I have like strength. I wake up in the morning. I don't really want to adjust it. So I mean... Personally, I've thought about doing that just to clean up my diet, but there's really no need for it. In the meantime, I will support Jenna and our fertility efforts and everything like that. But that's really all I got to say about that. Brianne Holtzman says, serious question. What do you use to have your teeth so white? Okay, I do not use whitening strips. You barely even floss your teeth. Okay, here, Drew is so bitter. He's so bitter because, okay, we go to the dentist and I legitimately just brush my teeth generally once a day. I know people say you're supposed to twice a day. I'm not that kind of girl. I get clean bills of health all the time. Drew brushes, three, flosses. Three times a day I floss. Maybe you brush too much. Oh, you use mouthwash. He like does all the things and then he'll get cavities. And so I genuinely do not use whitening strips. I just had a company reach out to see if I wanted to work with them about it. And I told them I'd have to try their stuff beforehand. So I don't want to like say I don't use it because I don't use anything right now. But that's really sweet. I guess I just have white teeth. Okay, question for Drew. From Courtney Fanning, what can I do to help my husband be more understanding of me wanting to work more to achieve my big goals? Like I said before, it's a teamwork thing. And if you're the one that's putting in the effort and bringing home more money or whatever the outcome might be, just, I don't know, have him realize it that it's it's not a one-band band and he doesn't have to be this, I'm the man of the family, just take a step back and let who's ever doing the work, which is you, run with it and do it. Tell them to go watch basketball. Tell them to go for, <laughs> you know, hang out with some buddies while you're working or do something else. But just know the end game is, you know, it's it's something that you want to have him get behind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whatever you need to do, make him know that it's a team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like our entire relationship has been filled with trade-offs where it's like yep. my time to run full speed ahead, Drew's time to run full speed ahead. Like we're always constantly transitioning and shifting and like, I mean, to be entirely candid, like Drew's not sure what's next for him. And it's because we're like waiting to make him a stay at home dad. But it's like this constant give and take and like adjusting and like going. And I think what's helped communicate my big goals is like keeping him in the loop enough so that he's invested in what I'm doing without overwhelming him. So like when we go on walks, we'll be like, Hey, how was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. We tell each other like one or two things that happened and then we move on. Like he doesn't need to know every intimate detail of my business. He doesn't care to know that. So it's like, give him enough information to have him be invested without like yeah, that's making true. it your focus. Yeah, don't just keep him in the blue. If you want him to realize you're putting extra work, like you just said, just give him a little bit of tidbits of I'm mm-hmm. doing this to, to do this, to do this, just kind of feed him with more knowledge so he in his mind and brain space he can rationalize it and get behind you all right here's our last one and i'm cautious to ask this so you have to stay in your lane okay okay 
Stephanie Michelle Brainerd says, what are must-dos for Hawaii? That is my dream vacation. So you get to say your top two things. We hate to give people too much advice because you're going to figure it out when you get there. And when people are obsessed with places, it's so overwhelming. So first things first, if you go to thekutcharcondo.com, we have all of our favorite beaches, food, and adventures on our website. That is a full disclaimer so that you can read anything there that you want to know. What are your top two things? Top two things. I have a thousand I could say, but (laughs) I'm going to say a helicopter tour with Blue Hawaiian is super cool to see the vantage point of the island. And there's also, you can do multiple island tours. So you can go over to Molokai, do just the West Maui Mountains, do certain parts of the island if you'd like, but helicopter tour. And number two, I know Jenna's not a big fan of this. We've already done it, but the road to Hana is super cool. There's not even even if you don't even want to go all the way around, there's the scenery there and the jungle up there is super cool. The waterfalls are very, very unique to the island. So I like the history and like the natural beauty of it. And I think that's cool. I know you're going to say some other ones well, that I wanted to I, steal, but whale no. watching and road to Hana. I mean, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter tour and road to Hana. Okay, here's my disclaimer about the road to Honda. Like if you're only in Hawaii for a week and you don't want to spend like a 12 hour day driving around a windy road, then skip it. But I mean, it is cool. That's why I said you don't have to go all the way around. Just get up even like to mile marker six and see some of the beauty and go back. Okay. So mine are whale watching. Like Drew just said, whale watching is so cool. And if you go between January and March, it's just magnificent. It's like so wild to see such big animals and it's super fun to get out on the water so we love that there are just so many cool beaches we really love paia and we love big beach those are two of our favorite beaches they're just like iconic hawaiian beaches to visit and of course like stay at the kutcher condo duh okay so we're like that was three of them oh she said three things two yeah but you said the condo I'm getting hungry for lunch. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're getting hangry. Okay, you got to ask me one question from yourself. One question. Like do you have anything? anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing later today, honey? Well, I'm fertile, so. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> getting this so TMI. What am I doing later today? We're actually going to. We're probably going to hang out with some friends, clean the house. Watch Hunger Games. Watch Hunger Games. Probably drink some wine on the couch. All right. And... I just read the Hunger Games books, which is why I oh, keep yeah. saying that. We were in Hawaii and Jenna's like, I'm done with my biography and my hard to read books. Jenna's like, go ahead, read the Hunger Games. They're already in our library. I'm like, I watched the movies. I'm not going to read them. She's like, no, just give them a shot. I Trust literally <laughs> didn't put the things down until we got back. I read the first book in like four days and now I'm like obsessed. And I want to rewatch the movie. So. Oh, no, it's so annoying because, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I love to read. And while we were in Hawaii, we were there for five weeks. I read a book a week, which might not even be that fast to some people. But like we would read at the beach and read before bed every day. And Drew always like reads two pages and then drops his Kindle on his face because he's sleeping. (laughs) And he just reads such hard to read books. I'm like, you got to just read something for fun because I only read fun books. And then I like listen to like business stuff. And so anyways, it was just hilarious because he got so annoying because he'd be like, Oh, can we go lay by the pool and read? Can we go lay on the line? I can hear what happened. Can we go to the beach and read? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I don't care. I read these books six years ago. Oh, I love it. What is one thing that you love about me? That you're a hard worker, a very hard worker. Am I too hard of a worker, though? Sometimes, but I still respect it. (laughs) And you enjoy working and you enjoy seeing the outcome of your 
fruits of your labor. So I love that you always are doing something that's pushing the needle forward. So here's one final question. Hannah Beth says, would you guys ever consider working together on the same business? I want to hear your answer first. Probably not. Dude, we're like already doing it. Like the condo. I mean, here's the deal. We have to like have separate we'll things. We work together, but separately. And I like it that way. Yeah, we definitely work together all the time. Like I feel like I'm as invested in Drew's stuff and he's invested in mine mm -hmm. in a sense. I don't think we would ever have like a Drew and Jenna show. I mean, unless you guys really like this podcast. Episode. Never know. <laughs> For so real, though. We have Jenna Kutcher LLC, the Kutcher Method LLC, and our joint, the condo. Let's keep it that way. Our own things and then separately. So and we our own things together. together. Yeah. Yeah. And like the influencer stuff we do together because we shoot photos for each other and life we do together. I mean, we definitely just want to have marriage be marriage and work be work. And there's always some overlap, but I think we've tried to do a good job of like keeping things separate. I don't know if I could ever work for you though. I don't know if oh, I could ever, no. I, could never, I don't think I'd make the cut. I think I'd probably like fail the first uh, well, interview. Well, you'd fail the first thing because you're not a girl. So yeah, I only work with women. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where can people find you? I always ask my guests that in case they don't know who you are. My name is Drew Kutcher. I'm from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. <laughs> you can find me. Instagram is kicking it with Kutch and hi at thekutchermethod.com is my email. Shoot me an email and my website is thekutchermethod.com. Cool. Thanks, guys, for sending in your questions. We definitely don't feel interesting enough, but I hope this was fun. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, Our I dogs mean, was, loved it. Yeah, they're sleeping now. I feel like we should keep this thing rolling. Maybe we'll do it more often. Yeah, so if you guys liked this episode, make sure to let us know because this is super easy for us to chill on the floor together and record things. But we tried to do it in our little recording booth and we're like didn't work. shoved in there. The dogs are on our laps. We're like, didn't let's work. just go over in the <laughs> bigger <Yeah>. room. <laughs> yeah. So thank you though. And also too, I feel like this needs to happen and be said is like thank you guys for all your support. Like We've definitely been through a lot in the last few years and we've shared a lot and we've opened ourselves up a lot. And like, we just have awesome people backing us up. It's been really cool. It's been amazing. Yeah. So thanks dudes. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that line. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Thanks for listening to the gold digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.